Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. For episode 15, which is part of our Final Destination retrospective, our part two. And this week we will be looking at Final Destination 2. Which I believe was 2003, wasn't it? It was, 2003. I was trying to think there, when I said Final Destination 2, as if some like amazing title. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you two. bet you weren't expecting that. Yeah. Final Destination two. two. Not yeah. just one, yeah. but two. two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you haven't, uh, the ne- over the next um, four weeks, we will be taking you on a journey through uh, Final Destination. Um, and we've already covered uh, Final Destination Part 1 last week. So if you want to catch up, I'd recommend going back and checking that out, see, hearing what we thought about the film, because we both really yeah, enjoyed it, didn't we? We did, we did. Um, and we're kind of going to be looking at the film uh, the film series in general, the highs, the lows, and, poten- and the potential future of the film. And much yeah. like this film, we're just getting straight fucking into it, aren't we? I think we are. Um, there was only one thing that I was going to bring up to building from the last episode. It's one thing we never mentioned was, and this will hopefully you, if you've listened to the first one, what was your favorite death in Final Destination? The first one we never mentioned. No, we last. didn't, did we? Actually, so I thought sure. we should do a best. I thought we'll start off with a best death and we'll build in into Final Destination 2, which makes the deaths bigger, badder, and uh, more gruesome. Bolder. Yeah. <laughs> bigger, badder, and bolder. Um, I would say Sherry's death. That was my highlight death or final destination yeah 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 terry getting splattered splattered by the bus bus. yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think it was to toss up between terry and the car getting smushed at the end we don't see it i know we don't see it but i i don't know why you you can imagine it and you could uh I just, it's just a, such a badass kind of way to kick off it's a good end for the film um uh, and yeah and building straight in Final Destination 2 has a very similar kind of like whack kind of ending that yeah. we will build towards oh. after. <laughs> but the film kind of, I mean, so if you don't know the, the Final Destination series, we've basically said it's a really interesting film to look at because it's basically five films that follow the same storyline. Effectively, uh, a group of people um, are survivors from uh, a big accident due to someone's premonition and then death comes and it starts taking people off one by one um and that's basically the story the basic premise of each five films that's basically and i think what makes it interesting um about the the films is and i think each sequel anyway now that we're into sequel territory is i think what makes these sequels either good or bad in and I wouldn't necessarily say that any of these are bad. For what they are, they're all enjoyable to some extent. They're not like full-on terrible like no. films, and you kind of know what you're getting with them a little bit, I guess, because, as you said, the same story. But I think what makes or breaks them is how much they lean on certain elements from that first, the the, the you know the plan of the first one, to yeah. say it in that odd way, the plan, the, yeah. the way the first one was laid out, and how much they build upon that. Do they add any? Try to add anything new, or do they just try to go along? And in fact, some of them try to go along and actually remove bits, but don't add anything new to it. They're just like, right, we're not going to have that bit in this one. Yeah, we're also not going to give you anything new. It's just going to still be by the numbers kind of deaths. Um, and for Final Destination Two, I do think uh, what we get here is they do at least try to start to build on two ideas. They so try. They try. For me, um, fine. You know, the first Final Destination 
it 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 was a it was a darker film. I think once yeah. you once you uh, I was about to say once you press play on the DVD, <laughs> showing uh, that we watched it on Blu-ray. Uh, but you know, I think once you start the film, this one the tonal shift is a lot different to the first one. So yeah, you know, right. the first Final Destination, a lot. I mean, a lot of it. It was it was a bit of a a, a lot of a darker film. A lot of it was set at night. Whereas Final Destination Two, it it seems to be a lot of scenes are set during the day. Um, I'd say majority of the scene of the films are set during the day, um, and we've we've shifted away from a, a group of characters who know each other in the first one. They, they all go to school together, and I think through that you kind of get the sense that these characters already have some kind of relationship with one another. Whereas in this one, it's a bunch of strangers who, as we find out later, do have connections, but yeah. are, are generally don't know each other. Um, yeah, I, I think, and yeah, I think that is, a, that is a good point is the the fact in the first one, they know each other and there's not so much time needed to like make people connected. Cause you kind of get it with the yeah. first one. You're like high school kids, they get that they, they know each other in this way, or they know each other a little bit. They have an awareness of each other in this one. It's completely random people. And each of the sequels does have the, like probably the ones that are better are the ones where it's already established friendships and connections yeah um and the ones that are weaker don't really have that so much yeah. or it's a lot of just random characters brought together and you're kind of like well i don't really see all they're doing is you know someone's running after someone to stop so it happening to be too late and that's yeah. it you know what i mean yeah and, and it, it, it does happen a, a little bit in this one although i would say that at least um with this one, I I still felt like they at least tried a little bit with the character. They did try to give us an idea of what the characters were or try to bring them together as characters. Whereas in some of the sequels, they are separate and they remain separate and they just kind of run off after yeah. each other half the time. Yeah. After, but this one's kind of after a few. Yeah. After I, but, a few deaths. But I, I think guess. the, you know, like I was saying before, I went completely off my point. <laughs> <laughs> the first Final Destination you know, it serves as a bit a bit of a quieter, a bit of a more reserved film. Whereas Final Destination Two, I think, is where is the blueprint for the following sequels. It is. It's yeah. where, you know, you it, you kind of get there's there's not as much of a build towards the accident. The accident kind of happens very quickly. Um and then, you know, the, the deaths are a lot more elaborate and a lot more kind of strung out. Yeah. And it, it it's a lot more of the next the two blueprint. especially are very much followed this blueprint. Yeah, definitely. It, this is definitely where I'd say there were still parts there and it's the next two that start to be like, right, we'll keep doing this bit, we'll keep driving towards the action and the gore and all of that. But we'll take away some of this. Oh, we don't need this character to talk. Or we don't. Need yeah, we don't, need we, don't need we, we don't need these. We don't need these. We don't need to care about these. <laughs> Who needs people? fleshed out three dimensional characters? Exactly. We, we, we just need this. So this this is like this is both a mixture of as I said, the bigger, the badder, the more. It is. It's a standard. It's not just a horror. A standard sequel formula is oh, make it bigger, make it that suddenly makes it better. Yeah, not always, not the case at all. Well, what was the budget for this? Because the last one, which was about roughly well, let, maybe twenty, let's, let's go through the let's go through the the, the stats. Yeah, you give know, me the little, stats. Give you a little baseball card. Yeah, give me the ring wall. <laughs> so this is directed by uh, David R. Ellis, who directed two in the franchise. He also directed 
the Final Destination, okay. the fourth in the franchise. Yeah. Um, this is a, a, a screenplay by several people I don't recognize, and a story by several people I don't recognize, Fro and Jeffrey Riddick, the creator. Epo throws some shade. Yeah, a, you don't need to hear random names. I think last <laughs> last episode we wasted a couple of minutes talking, we really saying did. names at people like I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, um, Jeffrey Riddick, who is the creator, came up with the original concept, wrote the idea for the next Star Trek episode. Which, as you were talking about the color and the tone, I was thinking the first film had a very X Files did, style and tone and darkness, and, and yeah. this one you can tell is a different. You can clearly tell is a different director. It's very open. It's very, it's very different, like color scheme. And that's, it's very yeah. blue. And this, yeah, very this light, blues. very light blue. And this. Yeah, the whole film is very kind of bluish, watery. Which it's kind all, of... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at it and I was thinking, well, there's three years apart between these films, and I was thinking, was it the, was it that they were using a lot more newer equipment? You know, what was it? But it just the whole film kind of seems a lot brighter and the sets seem a lot brighter. And I think it for me, it does lose some of its its intensity and its, um, you know, its foreshadowing and its sense of dread by switching from predominantly nighttime scenes towards these yeah, kind of it day makes settings. it a lot. It, yeah, it does make it. I don't know if it, it I feel like it was very much a part of their idea to make it a bit more like when it was darker and things like that, I guess it. The, when it gets lighter, it, it's almost like it opens it up to more people. Like, oh, you can. This is a fun and fresh. And, Maybe, this is yeah. a fun horror, yeah. not a dark horror. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, and the film's franchise very much kind of, although the you know there are more nighttime scenes and other sequels and things like that, it does very much push it as like this is a bit of fun. You come here to have some fun with your friends. Yeah. The first one I think was trying to be a bit more than that. I don't think the sequels try as hard to be no. that. But that's probably the tonal shift, like we were saying. Give or take from, a sequel, which... Yeah, from like an X-Files kind of thing to... Uh, but this thing. is also a thing of the crew, which we said was I, was mainly made up of people who'd actually been on X-Files and things like that. Anyway, yeah. not just the director, not just this writer and other writers, the the musical score, um, but the lots of them behind the scenes, cinematography, all were actually had worked on X-Files. So they knew that tone. This one... They they didn't have any of the none of the crew except for Jeffrey Riddick the creator returned, except I think the musical composer that was it. Yeah. So none of those people returned. So it was completely open to the director to make a brand new you know take it a completely his take, which is fine. But quite often with some of these sequels, you normally have a few people cross over to be like, no, we kind of did it like this. Yeah. Kind of did it like that. This one doesn't have that. So it doesn't have that chance to go in that kind of direction with it, and. I can't say like it definitely takes away from the film uh, a little bit, um, but in general, I think the if we go back to the budget, yeah. So uh, there's no budgetary constraint here because it was 26 million, which is about 1.5 million more than the last film. Yeah, so but not much. Yeah. I would have expected the first film to have a much. We Lower. talked about this when we we talked about it, that we noticed that. It's kind of weird. You'd think the first one would have had a much lower budget than it did. So they must have been, they must have had quite a lot of like hopes for the first film. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Um, and another thing that kind of threw me off is like the the box office on this is ninety point four million. So yeah, so it's even, a bit of a dip, isn't it? It was. It was. Well, yeah, it was about twenty odd million le less for a film that they'd given more money to and was a sequel to a film. And I, I was kind of surprised that as it was a dip down for the franchise. You know, you wouldn't normally expect one. One thing that was a bit of a weird thing as well is it was three years after the original. 
Yeah, it's kind of not striking on the momentum too much. Is now, it? after what, you, what, what was mentioned in the last episode, I've kind of got a different theory now. But my first theory was kind of that, you know, oh, maybe they weren't that, you know, they obviously, the studio, because most horror for like found us uh, Friday the 13th's screams they were out within a year they were rushed into production get the yeah. next one out get it as fast as possible this wasn't that case so which i thought was a bit like strange i was like most horror films are within about a year or a year and a half yeah. the next sequel is out to keep that momentum building with horror films because they do kind of come and go quite quickly the you know the audience support yeah. for some of them um so i thought that was, that was a little bit strange and i thought oh maybe it's because it didn't do quite as well as maybe they hoped and maybe you know yeah it, it took a while to convince them that yes we should do another one um but then i just in the last episode you mentioned about 9 11 yeah and i suddenly wondered, wondered is that what affect the franchise that they were kind of like we can do it but we need to have a bit of distance because we wouldn't want to promote the first film so much right now yeah obviously so we want to promote it. crash and... and could that also be why the tone is changed quite a bit yeah to distance itself from the first one because even though that has actually even it's, it's a plane crash but the everything else has nothing really to do no, with it doesn't but... yeah but knowing the way that they they reacted in like hollywood about after that film yeah. any of those kind of things they had like billion like millions and millions of dollars were spent to reshoot certain things and... yeah and culturally i mean it was it, it was massive, left a massive so, shockwave on i do wonder if that played a part in all oh, we did have a bit of a hit there, but let's give it some time and let's put it Maybe. Up and they might have need to, because, you know, the idea of this kind of devastating accident and it being a plane crash in the first one, maybe that's why it kind of, they shifted it away from something yeah. like that. And it obviously would have taken, it It, might, it would take, probably takes longer to film this than it does to film your standard slasher film, where you just yeah. have someone running around chasing you on a set, where you don't need to set up high visual effects and things like that, which this yeah. film has. So um, let's, um, but yeah, it was surprising. And I'm also surprised that if it dipped based on a slightly higher budget and a, a quite a dip from the first one, I am surprised that we then got a sequel to this one, to be honest, because although it still did fairly well, it's, yeah, you know, most of the time you don't get one if it, yeah, that's like that, it, isn't it? you know, and it, yeah. But and there's also the weird thing that weirdly, if you look on places like, Rot like Rotten Tomatoes or things like that, website, Final Destination 1 has the first film in the franchise has like 35 percent yeah final destination 2 has like 48 percent okay like although they're not like hugely praised I think only <laughs> only final destination 5 has a, a high not rotten score yeah but it's just weird that you've got one right when the first one you know yeah there's and a, you've yeah. even got it's the first one's not that far away from like later installments so it's yeah. a bit strange but um, um, the 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 opening of this film, like we said, we said we were going to get straight into it, but we've hit 15 minutes, and I think that is about... Straight into the yeah. Final Destination <laughs> franchise, anyway. Yeah, and I think that is probably longer than it takes for the actual accident to happen in this film. It does, one, yeah. one of the big tonal shifts going from, and it's more jarring going from, you know, Final Destination 1 to 2 than it is 2 to the rest of them, Yeah, because it, you know, in the first film, we have quite a slow build-up towards this accident, and particularly the following deaths. But in this film, it's almost, there's like a credit scene, and then maybe it's our protagonist who's so boring and so bland, I forgot her name. <laughs> and I watched this yesterday. <laughs> you know? That would be uh, Kimberly Corman, by, played by AJ Cook. Yeah, Kimberly, that's it. Um, <laughs> and she's driving with her friends in this car, and... I mean, the, pre the, the this is the best accident for me. 
and there is some there is some great you know um, we get these signs of these premonitions and these the sense of foreboding and we get um you know this woman bangs on the window and it's all strange and then you oh, hear the, the cans that have fallen yeah. out all over and a Hadushi friends are all laughing and then you uh, have the um you know the two people the the kid with the two toy trucks hitting, hitting each other, each other. The, and the, the best one for me is the um it's the school of like i'm guessing the college football people oh, yeah. pile, pile up, up pile up pile up which is awesome and then yeah. highway to hell comes on the radio and it's it, it does have although it's very the same quick, beer company again popped yeah you get the same beer well. company there's one of the trucks and it's kind of like it, it's so yeah, yeah it's so it's so well done in how it kind of builds it but it is it's a lot more rushed than the first film and the actual you know the actual uh how it happens with the you know the truck um the logs falling off the train and it goes oh i, I don't think i could ever drive behind a logging yeah so it, it's quite it, it's like we do get introduced to her do she like is friends we've got yeah. weed smoking fat boy in the back weed smoking fat boy uh, we've got who you know who the only thing i remember is basically him smoking weed and then being like look at them titties or whatever it yeah. is when we get a which is the first the first one didn't have any of that kind of stuff it there didn't have no any sex it didn't have any tea because it was trying to be a bit better this one is the first side of like Let's see some the tits. tits we get later on, which yeah. is like again, well, in the in the next two sequels anyway. Yeah, you get um, a lot more tea in the next in, in the sequels one, that come because they turn a lot more into the teen kind of thing. But which yeah. is interesting because the main cast of this one is actually more skewing adult. Yeah, it is teens that are dying. It's strange, isn't it? It's a um, strange one. So yeah, the, the first one was kind of in its own element. It didn't go towards those sexualized kind of things. Yeah, and then she's got I don't know, forgettable friend number two boy in the back, and then yeah, and blonde then friend, blonde lass. Yeah, and um, they're all there in the car with them, and they go on on that trip. And yes, we talked about this foreboding, and um, you're you're absolutely correct. This is the best of all of the deaths. Uh, all of the premonitions out of all the franchise. This is scary town. I, on the way back, to be fair, on the way back from work, all the time, all the time, I have those log trucks. All, oh, they're so old. All the time. I've driven behind them and just, you can't drive. And this happens a lot with the franchise. There are lots of deaths in the, in the whole franchise where you think, and the first thing that pops in your head, but I don't think ever anything pops into your head more for basically anyone who's seen this film, that if you see one of those log tricks, you're thinking, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're thinking, oh my God. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're driving along. And one thing that I really like about this opening death sequence as well is you, unlike some of the other ones, and even in like the first one, you get to see every single person how they died. Yeah, you do. You get to see each individual, and it's a crash, but they've really fought it out carefully to think yeah. about how they'll even though they're all crashing they're dying in different ways so obviously we get we get uh officer burke yeah uh, it is officer burke i think i i don't i i'm pretty sure it is. i forgot the character's name it is officer one, burke. apart from eugene and tim i um, basically forgot all yeah it's of, yeah officer burke and um he's in his car around, and oh. then the bounce along and probably the best f on there boom through the windscreen you yeah. see his head explode as it goes through it actually slows down for a second so you do kind of, like not fully but enough to be able to see the shot yeah. where it bounces through and you hear see his face just to get exploded by oh, the light so the brutal so beautiful it's, beautiful 
it is beautifully brutal. It is yeah. literally probably what that that seat that shot that scene is probably one of my favorite in all of horror films. Like, I, mean, I so love good. that death. It's just the, the and the fact that they've done it so well. I know they've used like proper prosthetics. And yeah, like that to make well they did. They use the CGI film, for the know. logs, I believe, but they also recreated those with actual yeah. things crashing through and like you know head balloons full of <laughs> guts. Um, and then I can't remember. I should know the order because we're going to talk about the order. But in the order that happens in there, um, we have things like the the, the dude on the motor on the motorbike Eugene. He gets crushed by. He comes off of it goes into a log and then the bike goes into him yeah. crushing him you've got tim and his mum uh he's driving with the water bottles and yeah. one of the water bottles falls, falls under the brake and they crash over a log and then explode yeah uh we've got the douchey guy who's he, the, who, who's won the lottery who's won the lottery he gets in his burnt car. alive and then run over oh. yeah oh he does and he gets a proper brute one because he's literally burning away there and then um, our main protagonist in the car crash over, like hit, crash, roll, flip, hit, and they crash, see roll, him. Flip, yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they yeah they see the dude burning in his car, and his levers melt into his oh, skin. His body's is proper. And yes, although it is fast, it, it's weird. It's faster to get into the death, but the death is definitely longer. Yeah, the premonition, the premonition itself is plays longer. out longer. Um, and then we see the truck burst through him in his yeah. car. He like explodes away his car. And explodes. the truck looks so evil, doesn't it? It does. It's it's a proper it's a proper like uh, it's an eighteen wheeler. Movie. It's a, yeah, it's like a creepy like the Jeepers Creepers truck or the um, or the classic oh, Spielberg film. There's a Spielberg film, Jewel, Jewel, which yeah. has this like proper truck and it's that and it comes bursting through oh. and then she screams. And we're back with the lady knocking on the window yeah. and the cans dropping and suddenly she's freaking out. And it just so happens that everyone that was in that crash that we've just seen and got an idea of the 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 pot smoking guy that we've yeah. the, well the, actually it's more like cocaine or something because it's sniffing it off his Roy. hand all the time. I remember his name, Roy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got the names here. The problem is I don't know the names of the actors, so I'm looking. At <laughs> I don't actually know which ones which. Yeah, I've got I'd Rory. Probably... I've got Cat. I've got Nora and Rory. Tim Carpenter. I know Nora and Tim. Um, I, I probably only know this so much because I used when I got um, I got the first three on DVD for Christmas. Weren't it? I was young, yeah, and I used to watch this one so much. Mm. I don't know why. I love this one, and then rewatching it, I didn't I enjoy it as DVD much. One, yeah. yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much on a rewatch, but at the time, I was fucking loving it. So I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember getting my mum. I, I persuaded my mum to go and buy Final Destination Two for me. So I watched it all the time. I didn't have the first one, but I had the second one. Oh, so I watched the second one all the time. Um, yeah, so we get all of that, and then she freaks out, and all the people are stuck behind her. Um, so we've got those. Uh, all the characters were just described, as well as a pregnant lady in a van. Um, and they are all stuck behind on the figure, like, what the fuck's going on? We People getting out of the car, so like, what, what the fuck's going on? The policeman comes to try and help them. And then we get the first death off of the list. Yeah which uh, happens very quickly, <laughs> which is all of her friends are still in the red car while she's fighting about it. The police officer gets her out of the way. Yeah. Therefore, even though <laughs> even <laughs> though she possibly should have been the first to die, she now goes to the end of the list because he's intervened. Yeah. As we were, if you've seen the first one, you can get the intervening thing in there. Um, and the rest of her friends are taken out by a truck, or uh, well, the big truck that just explodes the yeah. red car. That's a bit when I was a little bit like, you didn't 
um, she 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 pulls up to like block, doesn't she? Yeah, she pulls up to block them because yeah. she doesn't want anyone to go ahead. But it doesn't like I remember looking at it going. I remember I knew what was coming, so I was looking at it going. You've pulled up to block, but you're still like, in the intercept, like the get the sides. You can still see the sides and stuff like that. Yeah, still there. So they're not really far enough over to really understand why that truck suddenly pulls. All I can think is he's seen a giant explosion happen in front of him, so he's tried to swerve off of. So he, he's trying to pull over or something to the side, but it's not because he's going fast enough that he's not just pulling over. So I yeah. didn't really get why the truck was able to get them at that point. Oh mate, why he's like they just it explode. And the other thing is the timing thing for me. They're driving. We get enough time to drive in the opening premonition. We get enough time to actually get a little bit of an idea about each of the characters in the car. It jumps between the cars, the yeah. guy driving, the, the the guy sniffing it up. Yeah, Rory um, doing him coke. Rory sniffing that coke. Tim and uh, Nora uh, in the car. We get all of those characters. A little shot at each of them so we establish who it is before they start exploding yeah. and dying. Um but the the explosion on the thing, I understand that the, she's changed it so the events can change, but it literally happens like a couple of seconds later after she stops them in the car. They're chatting for a bit, but it like passes by, obviously. But it still feels really quick, the explosion. Does, yeah. Only because, I guess, it took a couple of minutes to jump around to different cars, so it felt like they'd been driving That's, for much uh, longer. Whereas I think they're obviously whereas they're not all just, supposed to be happening at the same time. Yeah, if it happened more in the distance, maybe I'd be like, okay, while she was talking, yes, they kept driving. But it, it, like she can see it just from my up. I'm just like, you were driving for ages. Like you're still driving while we're jumping around all these different characters. So it yeah. feels like you should be freaking. <laughs> you should be like, by the time you've done this, you should be like a mile or a couple of miles down yeah. the road already, love. So you shouldn't be able to see it from that intersection anymore. You should maybe <laughs> over the hilltop, <laughs> you can see yeah. a burst of flame. I was just that that was a nitpicky. That was a little there. ponder for you. It was a little nitpicky there where I was like, oh, we've got to pick out, you know, you pick out the bad thing. It was just like yeah. timing. And it's not the only one to do this, where I sometimes thought the timing of it was like, mm, that does that's that's all happened way too quickly compared to the premonition or things like that. It's like what's caused that to happen and you know, yeah. those guys. I know it happened that they kind of explain it happens either way or things like yeah, that. Yeah. So even if we way. take certain elements, because sometimes they're part of the reason it happens. Yeah. But if they didn't get onto it, then how did that keep happening? Those kind yeah. of questions. This, but this is not a franchise where there's you can't like you could pick a million plot holes. Yeah, and that's in a just, million things. And that's you, just wonderful. You dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, then it goes to the police station, doesn't it? And this is where we we get the the kind of exposition shots of where one of them I can't remember who it is who starts saying I don't know whether it's Kimberly herself. Or somebody else starts talking about the, you know, the survivors of flight one zero one eighty, and how oh, they all started yeah, getting yeah. picked off. And Eugene saying, you know, it's all kind of bullshit. Yeah, and they're also... telling they're telling Nora. She's like, I haven't heard of. Everyone else is like, yeah, we've heard about it. And then Nora's not. So it's like, oh, now we have. Now we'll now explain we have, yeah. it to you. Just to you. <laughs> Just to you, my friend. This isn't for the audience. This and then they turned at the camera and started explaining it, yeah, which was a bit weird. <laughs> Eugene kind of gets right into it. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And they, they explain the whole part of what happened with Flight 180 and all that stuff. And we even get the little bit of expression from Officer Burke that Clear is still actually alive. Yeah. Mental institution. There's no Alex. There's no. Um, there's no Alex. There's not, no, he died. Alex died. Head. Brick on the head after being a recluse it's, for three months, and the day yeah, he goes outside, it, a brick falls on his head. <laughs> exactly. He does like that. Um, Which so, I always thought was a bit of a cheap way to write him out. To be honest, it it was it was a bit of a cheap way. Uh, the the brick thing feels a bit cheap because it just feels a bit like 
mundane it does, compared it? to all the way that everyone else has died. It feels uh, like so he's fella. just gonna drop a brook on you. Yeah, it, was... it feels like Death's a bit a bit more of a bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah, he right. wants to kill you a bit worse than that. Let's so drop a brick like, on you. I feel like the bloke that's avoided him several times is just like. Oh, for God's sake, when he just died, just like brick, brick, <laughs> just a brick. But, on that. Um, it does feel a bit like that. Although I will, I will admit at the same time, I do like the fact that it still picks up with the idea that it feels completely believable that Alex became a recluse. Yeah, definitely. And it Given feels completely character. believable that if Clear was there trying to support him that whole time, that now she's basically just all by herself. Everyone else is dead. She's just waiting for the moment. Well, she's just in and she takes herself off to a mental asylum officer. It that bit made sense to me. Yeah, it does. It does make sense, and we'll come back to we'll talk about clear later. Um, so they're all talking about all of that. We've had all that exposition, and them pretty much do like we. Apart from like people coming to pick them up and her being like all with dad and being back in the house and again sitting on the sofa just like Alex did in the first film and being like watching footage of what's happened on the. All yeah, the news and all those kind of little bits, we do pretty much go straight into the first death. Yeah, which is the I think his name Evan, maybe the guy who he wins the lottery. Evan Lewis. I've yeah. got his name here. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's this dude who's uh, you know, um he's was, won the lottery. I always remember the shot of it like walking into the house with the giant Apple, yeah. Apple Mac box and then he's got a pile of boxes and it's like walking through and i was just like and, and his apartment which has just got like children's toys all over the uh, like yeah i, I think just, it's the kids from the outside isn't it i Although, think i think it was the kids like the neighbors or something yeah playing the holes and stuff like that. i was just like we were, well, i think me and shot sat there and just like yeah i'd be pissed off if that was my apartment building and the kids were always leaving fucking toys like all over the hallway <laughs> yeah I, i'd be swinging um but, <laughs> yeah. but that's the weirdest thing isn't it it's like how how shit would it be to win the lottery and then you die like I think, yeah. I, think that's part, I think that's part of the fun that they want to play a bit and and this this death I, I do enjoy this death oh yes yeah, the way it, the way it plays from bit to bit to bit it's a nice I mean I think although the first film does go simpler with it I think in general it is a bit more enjoyable to to follow the little rat race that they put them through yeah like when they do it properly and yeah. this one, I think, is a better example of how they play the person through. Like, oh, you're going to die like No, you're not going to die Yeah, like definitely. Because oh, you, like you get it. Sometimes, you... if it's obvious, and there are ones in there are ones in the franchise where it's like really like you're going to send me for a rat race, but I already have a good idea of how they're going to die. You're already kind of giving yourself away. Like you're trying to act like this is going to be unpredictable, <laughs> but you're not that yeah. unpredictable. This one a bit is a bit more like he does the whole. He comes in and pulls all this stuff. He um he he goes over to the the, the fridge to get out some food he chucks and... his old noodles out the window yeah oh yeah he chucks that out a bit of uh oh that's gonna come back on you isn't it? yeah that's um, you're gonna slip on that are you? um and then he gets his all around his mushu or pork or whatever the hell out of the fridge <laughs> yeah and he I'm sure fish he's... sticks or something he puts yeah. in the frying pan which is i was i always find that really weird i'm like frozen he, fish sticks or like frozen mozzarella sticks or, or something. something that he's like, fr- like frying in a pan I was with like, chinese well, they're frozen i was like so frozen <laughs> surely that's just gonna like in a pan that's just gonna like burn on one side <laughs> and just like be frozen in the middle with, and old, just burn, yeah. with old chinese like you just won the lottery i don't know maybe this is a common thing over in america you tell us that this is how you make your fish sticks or whatever or mozzarella sticks but to us it goes in the oven. <laughs> yeah, it goes um, in the oven. Or the microwave is possible. For nine minutes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of, 
And then the the letter off of his board, yeah. which is I find weird for him to have it in his apartment anyway. <laughs> the little letters is I also going to expect if he had kids or something. Well, I don't know. It I'm drops sure. down into his mushy pork. He puts it in a weird looking microwave, which looks like a nineteen fifties yeah. like original. <laughs> it looks like it's got a nuclear blast something. Yeah. It, he puts that in there and sets it off, and obviously we know that that's going to cause a problem. And then again, this is an this is another which I didn't really pick up on, but Charlotte. Mentioned it while we were there. He just put on a brand new, he gets this brand new yeah, gold he's, watch. He's flexing a watch, isn't it? That brand new flexing watch. And then he drops one of his he drops the ring. ring, goes down the hole, and he uses the rest of the brand new gold watch that you've just bought, which is obviously <laughs> very expensive. And he shoves that one down into the thing. And it was just, he was pointing out, like, he's just, she was just like, he's just put on that gold watch. Why is he like, why would you put it on and then shove it down a disposal unit? Like, yeah. It's like good way to like scuff up your brand new watch, like <laughs> or yeah. And then no. obviously that, but obviously that's needed for, in order for him to get his hands up, which to be fair does build up the idea because we don't ha- again Americans we don't have these disposable no, we units. Don't do it. I always found them extremely weird. I feel like they're just asking for an accident. I to, thought they to were rip. They're meant to like help mush it up, mush yeah. all the clothes. I thought like, they clothes. were <laughs> the clothes. Put your Food. clothes in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he loses his top. He just gets yeah. torn off it in just there. Gets like, torn off. But I always thought like they're extremely cool. I I would always want one. I love the idea of one, but, but I always feel like it's got to cut my hand off. Exactly. So to Americans, I bet this is a huge fear. But us, not so much because we don't have it. But then every time I thought about one, I was like, but what if someone accidentally turned it on while it oh, malfunctioned? Yeah. And this is what you think is going to happen. Yeah. So you're there with his hand in there, and you're like, oh shit. Then the fire starts. Then the fire starts. And we're like, holy shit. So what's going to happen? Is it going to burn like he did in the premonition? Is he going to literally, you know, I mean, because his wrists open. Because so far, because we've only had the friends die and they died in a form of car accident, yeah. you could start to think, oh, well, he's going to play out like he's going to burn to death like he did in the premonition or he's going to this or that. But yeah, he's stuck in there. We don't know how he's going to get himself out. We're thinking, is it going to turn on? The fire starts spreading and it spreads fast after he... His fish sticks are starting to burn. Almost so he gets it. He gets it. He gets his. Is it his shirt? I think he gets his shirt off, doesn't he? To whack it. He Something. ends up with his shirt. Yeah. So I'm thinking he takes it off in order to try and whack those fish. Actually, no, no, he already has his top off. Maybe he takes because his top he's not going to get it off with his arm stuck there. He's yeah. not physically going to get it over. He, he grabs a towel off the side. He's taken his shirt off. I don't know why he's I taking his shirt off. Well, you're at home just flexing that shirt. There you go. <laughs> if it was me, I'd be winning the pooing. The top one of my balls. I was going to say, yeah, I normally go from all the top balls just going to be wherever they want. Yeah. And then <laughs> you get your towel and he's flicking them fish sticks. Yeah. And then it just so happens that he flicks it and it burns and it throws the, he flicks it over and the fish sticks start a fire and yeah. the fire and the whole room sets a light. And then he's building out of there. He's bungling, like he's trying to get out of there, and he finally manages to release himself after I think he gets little soap shards or something to release yeah. himself. He gets out and he's like, "Oh shit!" Gets out. Then suddenly the windows all close close on him. Yeah, we get the breeze. This is our first little idea of all oh, death is there with you because he gets a whole breeze of but the we, candlelight. We don't get any more of the sudden darkness because no. of, I just remember we missed we missed out in the first episode. When when Todd dies, we see the darkness in the mirror. When Mrs. Layton dies, we see the darkness in the yeah, castle. The, the the whole I, I was really you know. poorly describing it because I was trying to talk in this kind of hazy visual yeah. filter. 
but within that was the kind of dark shadow that I never mentioned yeah. the actual dark shadow that's in it. It's like a hazy kind of filter around Very X Files. Yeah, and you know? like the 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 dark image. And yes, we don't we don't really get we do occasionally get shadows, but we but don't really we did mention shadows, but we don't really get we more just start to get this wind effect where it's like a yeah. breeze, like it's a creepy breeze. Normally it's like a, just so happens there's a candle that can start a flicker. <laughs> yeah. And that's in most of the sequels following on from here. And um, he can't open the windows. The windows suddenly won't open on him. They're yeah. stuck. It feels like death is very much intervening here, holding on the other side. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he, but he's, he's smart. He grabs his chair and smashes straight into it. Makes sure he clears all the glass. So he's being a bit more clever. He gets down the gets the fire escape. He tries to go down, and it only goes part of the way down and sticks. Yeah. And he's pushing and pushing and pushing, and he can't get down. So he tries to hang himself down, and he just is just close enough that he can drop down. And he drops down, and he's like, "Oh shit! <laughs> I actually I made that out of that. Yeah. I've averted to death." Then the spaghetti comes back. Yeah. <laughs> with a vengeance, <laughs> and he slips on the spaghetti, and he falls to the ground, and. He, his head hits the ground and he's like, oh shit, but oh, that's not so bad. And then we hear it clink, 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 and the ladder comes down and right into his eyes. Well, it stops. It, oh yeah, it stops. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. It stops just before him and he thinks one more time. He thinks, oh, oh I've just about escaped that. And then it goes straight bang. Us, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, I was slightly questioning how much how much more force is left of it. That, it's like only there. So it's just yeah, definitely. Like, is it really enough to... Maybe it is. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's kind of not Has anyone much. in your family been impaled by a ladder? Tell us <laughs> so we can find out. Has anybody in your family been impaled by a ladder? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Call our lawyers today. Yeah. could be seeking legal aid. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know... And then after this is when I think... Um, I'm sure after this is when she starts getting people together because she sees that um, this this guy's died and then she she gets everyone together and yeah so she, yeah she starts I mean I can't remember the premonition that followed with his but I think she sees it in a paper or something about him being a lotto winner yeah she sees him in the paper being the lotto winner um, I think I think that gives her a little bit of a feeling or a clue that that's why and that's why she get, like but they never really go after Evan he's the he's the first one when they haven't there's a, the, yeah in, uh, this pattern follows in the, in the next ones is that... where there's this there's this first character who dies who they haven't really got a clue and she doesn't really seem to get too much of a premonition about the first one they're just the unlucky first. yeah and that's that's this is where and then see, it starts yeah. to be like shit one of our people is dead yeah the formula of somebody completely unrelated dying yeah. and then they get everyone and go oh you know this is death's plan and yeah just you know and then i think we jump it kind of it goes on to tim's death doesn't it like yeah so it, it goes uh well we get so we we get the this is this is when we come back to the clear the clear part before tim's death, oh yeah because it's when we start to get She's really starting to get these premonitions. She's getting all of like the like thoughts and popping over her head, and she starts to have these visions about hands. Yeah, she sees the and water. I like, the only one I really liked was the one in the trees. You know, where she's in, she's asleep in bed, and there's the trees coming, and then she sees like some hands. Oh yeah, we get that creepy moment in the night. Where, yeah, yeah. Those that was the only kind of because I think the premonitions in this one become less to do with kind of like these physical clues and more to do with stuff that she starts seeing a little bit. Yeah. But we also have this, this is the new thing that they try to add, which is the idea of she's getting these visions constantly, but she can't tell what they are, but they, they're related to almost 
they think it's related to what could actually help them stop this. Yeah. So all these visions, they she kind of seems to know that they're not related to the next person that's dying. They seem like they're something from the future, and she starts to link it to the pregnant lady in the van. Yeah. Because she can see a van, and she starts... Well, it looks like a van and a river, and she starts to think of the pregnant lady they know that was there yeah. in the van at the time. Um, and then that's when they go... This is when we get clear. Yeah. Clear, back in the thing, mental asylum... She's all holed up. She's got all of her things. She won't let anyone in without any detecting. I don't. I don't mind it, and I. I prefer that it wasn't just a cameo because it felt like it could have just been a. Oh, like we have this in a few horror films where it's like if someone from a previous film pops up for a cameo like a, in like a mental institution just for a bit, or their yeah. character dies not soon after, but they're kind of there to be like, oh, I'll just tell you what's going on, and then you can move on to your next. Yeah, I could get you up to date I'm with what she, happened in the first one. I'm glad she yeah. joins in with the film. And I do actually, I, I, I did read today that in the original draft of the script, it was her and Alex. So, okay. So I believe there was a pay dispute with um, Devon, Devon Sawyer. Sawyer. Uh, something that couldn't be worked out. Now, the studio at the time said, no, it's just to do with the narrative. We decided it made more sense to move on without him so we could focus on the new characters and just have a character to yeah. kind of be part of that. Um, which, to be fair, I mean, if you kept having Alex and that popping up, it just might have felt a bit like, Okay, so where are we going with this? What, you know, but yeah. it might have been interesting to have because that would have been if they had kept him around, it would have been the first time where we had two people with premonitions in the same film. Yeah. Where they actually would have both been in it. So it would have been interesting to see whether there's anything extended of that or whether it's a one time thing. You know, so I mean like yeah. if Alex was still alive surviving. Um with the way the film ends in the first one though, it kind of felt natural that the chances are that they wouldn't still be alive anyway. Yeah, definitely. I just, I don't know. I didn't like Claire's development. I felt that she was. Uh, I, she I like felt, Ali Lata, but it felt as if she was hamming it up, and it felt as if she was. I very did much, feel, yeah, she, yeah. I felt like she was shoehorned in a bit, but like, I don't feel yeah, like it was bit. naturally in there. Like I feel like her being mentioned and things like that is fine, but I do think that actually with the Final Destination films, it does work better when we're just talking about different scenarios. It's different people not kind of returning but i can see why yeah obviously a successful horror film we want to link to the first horror film someone's put all over the posters that oh this person's coming back yeah and she's the first character build as well i think ali yeah. lata was a a bigger star at the time maybe this is why this film didn't do as well is yeah. because no devon sawyer no um sean william scott yeah no that's Kirsten, what i mean there's not as famous the actors in this one are definitely not as well known or known yeah. to this day there's a lot of actors from the first one who i still see in things to this day yeah not with this film so much um so we do um so yeah we get clear and she's basically acts like a total <laughs> bitch towards them basically she's like no we're not i'm not you know why should i sacrifice myself for you i'm not and she kimberly's trying to ask her to help yeah she's just having none of it and things like that which isn't the clear we have which i do like the fact that she does kind of change her mind on that because she's not like that character in the first one i understand why she'd be very jilted and hardened yeah. why she wants to stay in a room where but she was a very selfless to. person in the first film so it's nice that she kind of changes a little bit back to that and goes you know what fuck it if i'm gonna die i might as well go and help them out a bit yeah um but i'll admit it does kind of feel like she's there but if you took her out of the scenario it wouldn't have made much of a difference i don't feel like she actually adds much yeah as a character she didn't know really need to be there everything happens in basically the same way we've got the indiana jones effect again where Adding in this character doesn't add anything. No, it film. doesn't really. And I yeah. think by this film, is things start to get very almost, you know, this is where I say this is the blueprint because 
I think by this point, by the time they've gone to clear, I'm sure Tim's dead or, you know, Tim's think, had his death. And there's, I think, yeah, it, it, well, it's around that time when she starts to get, this is when she leaves because clear doesn't come with them the first time. Yeah. Uh, she only arrives cleared, then re arrives after Tim. So we get to Tim's, and Tim's is a Tim's is a really good death. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's it's also a shocking death because he's young. Yeah, he is. So you he's... don't expect it to be quite so brutal as it is. And it's spoken from his mum as well. Tell him what. Tell, tell him what. The whole um, <laughs> Tim's. So they're in a dentist office, and t- Tim's going in, and they have that little that little funny. He's a little funny about the. Uh, if I wake up with my trousers undone, we're not paying. Yeah. Good old Tim. <laughs> give, a little, give you a little tickle, that one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes in there, and the, he's going to... There are pigeons flying into the windows. They are already replacing windows on other ones. They have yeah. a serious pigeon problem at that building. I think pigeons had been foreshadowed. In yes, the, they uh, had. Yeah. So she'd seen pigeons flying behind her. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kimberly, this is, had seen them behind us, so they'd already kicked into motion that it was Nora or Tim, one of them, because they died very next to each other, so it was hard to tell who actually was next. Yeah. Um, and they rush off, and while they're in the uh, the office, Tim's getting the needle, and this one's fairly uncomfortable, because if you don't like dentists and things like that, it's all about the needles going into his mouth, so it's already quite an uncomfortable yeah. kind of thing. And the idea and- of, like, being being sedated and or because he has you know the laughing gas or, yeah or being numbed to it and leave leaving yourself completely vulnerable yeah you know? i think so it's, it's a horrible situation anyway i think and the, it obviously the, it's one of those nice things that again they have thought about what makes people anxious yeah and tried to play on that so they know the dentist so people straight away think oh god what's going to happen is it something to do with his teeth something to do with the drill something to do with yeah what what's going to happen to him so if you've never seen it before it is one of those that you'll start thinking of a million different things that can happen and then on top of that you've got the pigeons crashing into the window every minute yeah so then while he's doing the, trying to do the needle in his mouth the window the the pigeon crashes into the window and it's oh sh- and then a pigeon crashes in the other room through the window and knocks in the, yeah. the water. And we've got the water pouring out, which seems like he's trying to get death is trying to get Nora because the water's slowly getting get closer and her. closer to Nora's foot. And the electrics have burst next to it. So it's yeah. slowly getting closer to her. And then he gives the laughing gas to Tim and then quickly has to rush out because he hears about them in the other room. The commotion goes to check. And then we get that. The one thing that weird is when he's on the laugh gas and he gets like a, the fish drops down in his mouth. Yeah. He's like choking on it. And I, I don't know why. I always find that just a bit straight. I was like. Okay. It's supposed to be a bit of a red herring. It is. Like it throw you off a bit. It just, it just it's so weird. That it yeah. felt unnatural about that fish. It in was his a mouth. bit weird. But and, I then think... it, and then it doesn't really get no- mentions though. Like the woman no- walks back in and takes it like, oh shit, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But then when they leave, you have a moment where Tim and Nora are talking. If something like that happens to me, the first thing I'm talking about is I almost choked to death because they fucking left me in a room with yeah. a fish. I was choking to death on a fish. I'd have been swinging. But Tim's not. And then <laughs> and then we have the scene walking outside and Kimberly runs up shouting, the birds, the birds. And Tim's first reaction is, I'm going to run at these birds. Yes. <laughs> so it's not stay away from the birds. Even like it. Like even though they've started trying to like think about these things and they talk about it much more after. And then he goes there, and as we said about the windows being replaced, and as the birds fly off, it knocks into one of the, one of the the construction guys yeah. who then hits one of the levers because he can't see anything, releases the pane glass. glass, and comes right down on top of Tim, and he literally gets squashed. Yeah, and because it's clear glass, you literally see it on top and bottom. You see it squashed down. Yeah, you see it's kind of split in half. It's it? such a yeah. It, That's it another gets practical death, which is really it's a good. really good one. Yeah, 
yeah. The practical deaths when they're played properly in this film are very, very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really it's a really good death, probably possibly one of my favorites in this film. Um, and that's when they all go to the meeting together. Yeah. And start being like, and that after that we do get clear arrives again. Is that when Eugene tries to shoot himself loads? Yeah, so we get um, No, that's after that's after, after Nora. Yeah. So we get the whole everyone like going together. Uh, Eugene's still saying this is bullshit. Yeah. They're handed out cell phones. So if she says any words like this or that, you need to stay away from it, not fucking run towards the it. Birds, Tim, you the little <laughs> yeah. You silly little. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he's saying all about that kind of thing. And um, then no one's quite believing it. They're all a little bit thrown off. And they start. I don't really get the next part when they start. So the first thing they do is, right, let's start securing this house. So they start going around with tape. Well, I think securing... the idea is that they're, they're, they're somehow gonna... they're going to hole up there until that, that that's woman what I has got, But it wasn't like clearly baby. mentioned about, like, no. we're going to hole up together. And then, obviously, because you get people start disappearing off, like, they're like, we're going to stay together. And I, I'll admit, I actually do like the fact that they come together in a kind of group thing and they start to try to think about it together a little bit. Yeah. I, I like that part. Um, it was just a bit. So you're either, you're all gonna hole up here, or are you gonna go to everyone's house and start protecting yeah. the house? And um, and for me, this is where the this is where the film starts to fall down. Um, I like you said, I like that they come together and as a group they're thinking, okay, what we gonna do? But then they have the introduction of oh, the pregnant woman. You know, we and I haven't they? I think they've gone to see Tony Todd by then because he he pulls ever he pulls the millionaires. Oh, um, nipple piercing, nipple piercing out, um, which Evan, is weird. Yeah, we get the whole it's a very yeah. similar Tony Todd. And then he says to him, you know, oh, like life he can equal out death or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then and then Kimberly starts to get the idea that well, the pregnant lass needs to give birth to her baby because the baby would have died, so that'll even out and. For it, me, it's just a muddled story point, you know, the idea... Because... I think it is that, so the the, the alternate ending that we mentioned, yeah. mentioned in the last episode. It's obviously where, where they got the it from. new life. They've obviously tried to recycle that unused ending into the yeah. idea of this one. And obviously it doesn't come to full fruition in no. this one, but it is a plot point where they're talking about him. And it, yeah, and it just feels, for me, it just feels messy because, like you said, they're secure in this place and then they're like, okay... We've got to bring this pregnant woman here, but then you've got to you got to bring the pregnant woman to a flat and just keep her there until, <laughs> against her will until she gives birth. Yeah, when she does in a you know in an unclean just, position. I guess they're yeah. just hoping she's gonna exceed, like believe like everyone else has, but it didn't yeah. take everyone, it takes everyone a while because we have we have a near death kind of not a near death but with a falling down little you know. Um, Kayak in the middle yeah. of the room smashes the window. Which was just a bit out. But Eugene's weird. still not like there. When you mentioned about the Tony Todd thing, that does remind me that the ba- T- Tony Todd as his as his character is a bit of a bastard. Like the William Bloodsworth. That's it. William yeah. Bloodsworth. In in the, he appears in three of these films, at least physically in three of these films, and in each one he gives them a different idea. <laughs> Of that, I won't mention the other one, but in this one, yeah. as you said, he says about how new life and that life. In the first one, he kind of just gives them that death has a plan and you have to try and avoid it. And in another one, he gives another idea. Yeah, I and each that. one, it's a different idea, and it's a bit like, 
there's no consistency here between you're the thing that's changing the story and your story around. But then, it, I don't know, then it's that thing of, is Tony Todd... Is he like a is, disciple of death? Is or, he, what is he? Is he, or is he just theorising? Have you just gone to a, like... A crazy guy. Like, yeah, have you just gone to a, a mortician and been like, well, tell me about death? And he's like, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> you have, to have to rub the nipples of a cat over your body. <laughs> yeah. And death will not be able to see you anymore. Milk for a dog. Fine. <laughs> I was watching Hatchet with him the other day. It's so good. Um, side note, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we get all of this setup of how they're planning that they're together and they've got all this kind of thing, and we're getting more of these kind of Kimberly getting these little future premonitions involving what she believes is the pregnant lady and the van and the yeah. crashing water. What's happening? Um, and then we get. This is then the build-up to Nora, who's very depressed and basically looks like she wants to die, which is understandable. She just saw her son squash. She saw her son die, yeah. Which, again, oh, one side note with her son's death. I love the fact that if you look at the body back, it literally is, like, flat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did they even put in the body back? Because <laughs> it would just be, like, squashed. It'd just be, like, it'd be like Yeah, it would be, like, tomatoes that you squashed a bit, like, up. Yeah, to make... <laughs> like, literally just... Right, scoop it up, put it in. <laughs> like it when literally the... looked like the body bag yeah. had like a watery substance, like the blood uh, around. Uh, uh, so it was just like the fact it was flat. I was like, <laughs> that's quite, that's quite a cool little tidbit. They sucked it up with straws and about spat it back flat into body it. bag, basically. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, but Nora, yeah, is so depressed. Eugene doesn't believe shit. Everyone else is kind of just, yeah, all right, let's get on with this. <laughs> let's do this. Um, fix that flat. Nora decides to leave. And then we have Rory. Rory sees goes the into one. the cupboard to sort out and check for it. And I think like a bowling ball or something falls down, and all these things start collapsing around him. Yeah. And then he sees um he sees what looks like the bowling trophy with the hangers hooks around him, and yeah. it looks like a man with hooks. A man with. And they did say that any of them might see little signs, which I don't mind that they kind of give no, out that they. anyone I like that. gets a little bit. I like the fact that someone else. I don't think I think he's the only one that gets to do it though. I don't think anyone else. No, almost. he's the only one that gets to do the extra little premonition. But I like it. And I don't mind Rory as a character. No, I thought Rory was a decent character. For, for what was meant to be a bit of a stereotype of a, you know, a, bit stone of a stoner credited. Yeah, I quite liked it. He was right. It was nice in the scene, and he got a couple of little dialogue scenes that kind of opened him up a bit more. Yeah. Um, before he got opened up. Um, <laughs> and he had Man with Hooks, and no, this is a creepy one. There's a creepy, the, the guy is pro, like, I always find it a bit like, oh, I don't know why. But the, the the guy man with hooks. Oh yeah, man with because he sniffs her. Because he sniffs her hair, and then you've got Eugene. Like, what the fuck? But Eugene should have called her out. Should have called about short. He like he like calls him out, but not like fully calls him out. He's just yeah. looking at him like. What the fuck? But you'd have called him out. You'd have yeah, been like, you'd be like sniffing fucking people's away. fucking hair, start swinging on him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Eugene doesn't quite stand up for her there. And as they said, the man with hook gets it, but not in the way he might be expecting because it clips onto the back of her hair. Yeah. And we've already had earlier on that the the door on the. Uh, Elevator is uh, broken. The lift yeah. elevator. I don't know what you call it. Escalator. Something. <laughs> nah, nobody calls it escalator. Surely. I don't know. America. I can't remember what the American term. Is, if it is I think, elevator. I think, I think they call it elevator. We call it lift. Yeah, we call it the lift. <laughs> Lifts up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yes. Yeah, we've we've already seen that the doors keep slamming or getting awkwardly stuck or trapped, and as she freaks out, she starts to pull away. She just. The worst thing she could do basically is yeah. pulls away the doors slam around her neck. Which again, this is straight away again playing into an anxiety people have every single day. The idea that something will go wrong with 
when you're walking onto an elevator. Yeah. Is that you know, it's going to crash on you, it's going to break, it's going to thing, or that what would happen if you got stuck or slammed or part of your body got stuck? Yeah, so it is a grim one, isn't it? And they start going, and this one you do kind of get to play, it plays out a bit slow because you get to see her full reactions. It's not just like a wham and you're done. Yeah. She's getting pulled. Eugene's trying to help open it on the other side. I can't remember what the man with hooks The man doing. with hooks is freaking, just freaking out. out. I think he's trying to get her out as well. Yeah, and then we've we've got uh, Claire comes on to the other side of the elevator uh, with, uh, I can't remember her name. Kimberly or the woman in suit, suit woman. I can't. Cat Jennings, Cat. business woman. Who's as he's described, <laughs> business woman. That basically is her whole character. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to open the door, and you've got Nora screaming, and then she starts blood starts to pour out of her mouth, and then slice, and yeah. you just see them fall back. I do like the shot when they both walk in clear, and Cat uh, walk back into the room, and they're just covered in blood, like. How do we get this done? Yeah. How let's get let's get this over with. Yeah, and that's when Eugene then tries to shoot himself, doesn't it? He freaks out. He comes back into the room. He gets his gun, and he he literally shoot. He hits five. I think he fires five times at himself. Five or six, and then they're like, "Oh, do, you can't. Don't have any bullets like, in there." Uh, and he's like, "Nah." Yeah. The officer Burke looks at it, and it's a it's a full six round, and he's like, "That would never happen." Full yeah. six would like in one might be a blank. Six are not going to be a blank. Yeah. Which yeah, I, I like I like that bit. That is added that in cool. this film, which it wasn't there in the first one. The yeah. idea that you can't kill yourself with death, which <laughs> the extremes of how that has actually worked. Yes, there is a bit of a how exactly <laughs> what, what is death to intervene if you suddenly just go run off a cliff or so like it's like hey, you, you just, just like it's like a paraglider comes by yeah. and catches you, or, <laughs> or, or death just created Superman. <laughs> yeah, or you're just like well. It's not my time yet. And you, and you become like the Terminator on the killing spree. You're getting gunned down and just not doing anything to you. Yeah, my mind's just runs like a million scenarios. Like someone jumps off a cliff. What way is death like? I need to save you because I want to kill <laughs> yeah. you brutally. I want to like, kill you my way. Oh, it just so happened to just an hour ago, a bean ba- a truck full of beanbags exploded <laughs> yeah. and they're all down at the bottom of that yeah. cliff. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, and he, try- yeah, he tries to kill himself. And we realise that that is not the case. And pretty much, I'm going to jump to the next main thing, which is when they start in the van, they, they're, they're traveling to try and find the, 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 the pregnant, pregnant lady. Yeah. Um, and we've got more premonitions of like now starting to get premonitions of like a hospital ambulance, things like yeah. that. So they're kind of getting an idea of where they're going. And Officer Burke's called another police officer and he's, he's arrested a- her, put her in jail, and he's a bit of a bumbling fool, this guy. Yeah. Um, and they're all driving, and this is when we get the link, a proper, they try to do a proper link between one and two, where we have each of the stories play yeah. out. Um, so with them, we have um, each character that's in the car. So we've got Kat, we've got Eugene, we've got Rory, uh, obviously we've got Clear, we've got Kimberly, and we've got Officer Burke. Yeah. And they're all in the car together. And... Um, the characters in the movie that they're somewhat involved or witness the deaths of the characters in the in Final Destination, basically. Yeah. So we've got Kimberly uh, was originally supposed to die a year a year before the pilot outside uh, uh, outside a mall um, where some street folks carjacked her mother's car. Her mother tried to fight them off, uh, but she wound up being shot dead. Uh, Kimberly, on the other hand, was too distracted watching the news about Todd, Todd Wagner's death yeah. when she should have been involved in the shooting, which I remember that. 
Yeah, I remember her saying that one because she said it after the other ones. The other ones like, seemed a lot better than hers. I was like, your just was just because you were distracted by a news report. Yeah. Was, it didn't quite, but like that one didn't quite work for me. No, definitely not. Um, Officer Burke. Now, his I liked because he was originally supposed to die via a shootout. However, he was called at the last minute to clean up the remains of Billy Hitchcock. I like that one. That yeah. Cool. So I liked, I liked some of them, and some of them were a bit like, hmm. Kat Jennings was originally supposed to die via a gas leak at a hotel she was meant to stay at. However, it was postponed due to the fact the bus she was travelling along hit a girl. I love that. Which was Terry Cheney. Again, that was a really good link. Uh, Eugene was a teacher who was originally meant to be murdered by one of his students. However, he was called to replace another teacher who just died. The teacher was Valerie Luton, obviously, who survived 180. And Rory was originally meant to die at a play in Paris, France, when the theatre at which... The play took place, collapsed. However, he returned home after seeing a man being crushed by a sign. The man was Carter. Yeah. Now, um, I think that all of those, except our main characters, are good links. Yeah, I think Hers all of them kind of work, like, don't they? Like they, it's like it's like they tried to match like Clear's Clear story in the first one with Kimberly by giving it that her mother was the one that died. Yeah. Instead, because all the other ones don't have any like death death. So it's like, oh no, our main character has to have another person die, otherwise we how they're gonna relate to her. But yeah. really, all you're sat there thinking is, why why would you spend so long staring at a video report about a teenager's suit? If it's also it was deemed a suicide, so there wouldn't even be much of a report on that one, to be honest. I guess they, for I that think, it was he survived. Yeah, if he survived, they probably would, wouldn't they? But right. it was still just a bit like so because it, it said like the whole time that that happened she was in there. It just it just didn't work. It didn't work like the rest. The rest of them were literally linked, as in like took over for the teacher or on the actual bus that killed yeah. her or cleaning up Billy Hitchcock. It just hers just didn't work, and it kind of links to the fact that her like as you said, I don't mind her too much as a character, but she's a bit dull, and there's no real. There's not really much fleshed out about her. No, there isn't. You know. That's just one scene where they've shoehorned in, like, all about that. Whereas some of the other characters are much more likable in a very short amount of time. Like, Eugene actually isn't in it that much, but I liked him. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like Eugene. And I like Rory, but he doesn't get that much to say. Uh, well, those he, kind of things. Yeah, I mean, he does say at like, later point, like, if he's next to die, then if Kimberly could get rid of all his drugs and stuff like that. See, so I, was, yeah, I like that little... Like, that was like a nice moment. little... It was like yeah. a nice little moment, especially as it was moments before he died. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the scene we're going to now where they see they actually have her in the truck while she's pre she's pregnant and they're trying to get his ass for Oh yeah, they almost then hit. driving down the road, they almost hit each other and that causes them to swerve off and crash. Kim uh, uh not Kimberly Cat is stuck in the car. Uh a pipe comes through the back. Yeah. And one of them pierces uh Eugene's chest, his yeah. lungs, so he has to be taken away to hospital. The others arrive, but uh but Cat stuck is stuck in the car with the pipe that just missed oh. them all and just in the bag of And head. the oil's leaking from somebody else. Oh, the news report van news appears report van. and it catches on a rock and it goes yeah. down the stream. And then we also have Eugene set up with um, uh, Roy. Rory, Rory talking. And he saves the little boy. So we get the, um, yeah, the, the, the fiber they're trying to get her out of it. I love and, she, it. and she's smoking. And she's trying to get the. And she's like, "Will you be quiet?" And he's like, "It's a fucking joy no, of life, love." He <laughs> says, um, "She says, oh, could you be, could you be quiet?'" Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, sure, I'll put it on oh, silent." silent. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, thank you." And then he hits it. <laughs> he and, hits it, yeah. And, and it triggers the airbag, which then pushes her face into the pole. Yeah, it's it's a it's a clearly set up one. It's not like too much to that one. 
but, but it's nice the way that her death automatically links to Rory's yeah, death. Because then she drops the cigarette. It lights the whole thing, goes along, explodes the fence, and then the barbed wire fence flies. I really like this death. I really like it. Because it was just so... I think because they're so close together, it was a quick like hers was like, oh, oh you're wow. like, oh, that was that was sudden. Like, but it wasn't that exciting or anything like that. Oh, I think like, that was oh. my favorite. That one or Evans at the start, maybe. What the yeah. Pipe for the, it is yeah. a cool death though. The, the the aftermath of seeing her like through that like that. But I just like the fact that you go straight from that into the big, more explosive oh, yeah. death, and you just see him get cut into bits, and there's a really nice mix of practical and CGI. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's really cool. Rory rip, <laughs> rip Rory, and rip um, he also say, and um, we also he get the, the scene. He saves the boy with the the that bloody news truck as the one yeah. getting the way because they're the ones that get past, and then their <laughs> bloody thing leaks and causes the explosion. Um, so, so now we are down to <laughs> basically our final. Well, Eugene's still alive, but he's off to hospital. They're going after yeah. Eugene in the hospital. Uh, they believe that that's where the pregnant lady is going. So they all head off to the hospital. They try to stop the doctor because they think the doctor's going to kill yeah, her. Yeah, Doctor uh, uh, Calabraski or something like that. And for, for me, it's just a really messy part of the film. It, it, it you know, Kalajian, That's it, Kalajian. Um, yes, yeah, so Kalajian, because she's guided by that vision of Kalajian, the thing, and that she thinks that someone's choking. I don't know why you're having a vision of a doctor. Why you think that the doctor's the one that's strangling kill or kill you? Like that's like I feel like if you had that, you'd be thinking, oh, that that was a doctor trying to save, save me, me. <laughs> yeah. not like strangling me to death. <laughs> um, and then we get as they go into there, we get Eugene in the hospital, and all of his things start to get all of the air in the room starts to get shut off. Yeah, and things start his, his his breathing machine starts to slip away from him. Yeah, the power starts to die out on him and he's just lying there basically slowly choking to death. Yeah, it's kind of a mental one, isn't it? It is. It, it's a bit of what it's it's definitely it's not it's not the best of like it's it, I don't know, it's a bit of an odd odd one for me. This like it's not I I like the slow like pulling away from him kind of thing. But it, I guess it's because it's drawn out so long between Kimberly and that rushing off to do other yeah. things that you never really get the impact for Eugene, I guess, and the linking death. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to save thing, And as you say, it's a little bit convoluted at this point. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, it just gets so, convoluted, you know. Like, like I said, I like the fact that they are trying to do something, not just, you know, I do feel some of the other sequels as we go into them, some of them literally just try to do the bare minimum yeah, to do a Final Destination film. They stick to the bare minimum story, sometimes even removing parts of the story. At least this one tries to add something new, tries yeah. to think about it. They try to come back to that new life thing. The problem is that between the premonitions and then the future premonitions, <laughs> yeah. all of these different premonitions or things like, or signs, it kind of just starts to get a bit like we're, we're getting a bit too much of this. And in yeah. between the deaths. The deaths, as we said, the deaths in some ways, you know, it depends on what style you like, but in some ways the deaths are a, a step up in the way they've been created and imaginative and things like that in yeah. some ways, but in other ways they're not. It depends what style you like, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Because um, the first one's a little bit, sometimes a little bit slower, a little bit into it, less this hits this, this hits the, you know, master. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas <laughs> this one is a little bit more, let's, you know, let's make it bigger, bolder, let's... Throw things at them. Let's you yeah. know. Let's bash them to bits. Let them eat cake. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're trying to work out how to save the day. Kimberly and uh, Burke, while Claire goes off to try and check on Eugene, and this is when the, they go to check on the pregnant lady and stop yeah. Doctor Kalajian from killing her. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, the 
the the doctor is going to deliberately kill a woman and a baby. For yeah, some for some reason, Claire can't Claire can't find Eugene. They find the baby mama. She's had her baby. The baby's alive and healthy and well. And then we get this weird Eugene. All the machines come back off. Yeah, and he's all right for a second, and it feels a bit like odd because yeah. he doesn't have a clue about that. And it kind of it's like a it's like a way of throwing off the audience, thinking, "Oh, they've actually they they've done, done it." Yeah, but I don't understand. I guess I don't understand why that would happen to Eugene. Yeah, you know. But then I guess it does. It still hasn't protected the room because the room is still blocked and full of gas. Yeah. So uh, the second, so then Claire says she can't find it, and then suddenly she realizes that he's actually on the floor that she's on. So as they meet up, and they said, "It's fine. We're good. We're okay. We're okay." And she said she had, you know. But she still has another vision of the future where a ha- someone's hands are all cut up and then and she crashing remem- into water. And then she remembers that the nurse or the lass who gave birth ne- in didn't actually get onto the into yeah. the traffic collision. This is one thing I do like is they throw a twist in there, but it's a twist that you would have seen coming if you paid attention at the beginning because you see that she doesn't die. You they clearly show every character's death. Yeah, I don't think it's too like fast or things like that to not recognize everyone but it's just enough that you might not have noticed that maybe a van crashed somewhere or something like that yeah but they do show the characters faces when they die you don't see her die at the beginning. no you don't and you don't see it so they're not purposely trying to throw a twist at you for that's no reason. completely out of the blue yeah yeah um and yeah so that's she realizes that has nothing to do with it just as clear opens the door to yuji's room and bang we see a nice shot of clear Almost very like the plane in the first film yeah. with uh, Alex getting burnt. She gets got a lot faster. It's a bit of a CGI shot. Less, yeah, it is. less practical. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's it, that's one of the ones that I was a bit like, oh, that CGI is a little bit iffy. It's probably one of the only iffy ones I spotted. Yeah, de- it was a bit iffy, wasn't it? And but I do then like that you see the body get thrown and you literally see her still burning body just smouldering there on the ground. Yeah, uh, but it, again. It just, it felt like, okay, so Claire, that's it. Claire's now joined them. She's come out of those, she died. But it, again, it didn't feel like Claire added, like we said, didn't add anything really to the film. No. So she was there purely to be the name recognition. Yeah. But, and to just die. And to just say some, you know, some scenes about, oh, Alex did this in the first, or we did this in the first one. We yeah. did that. Um, but she dies. And I don't, and to me, it just felt like one of the weakest deaths in the film because it yeah, purely felt like. For here. It didn't feel, I don't know, it didn't feel earned to me that no. she died. Because it didn't feel like we'd had enough of her character to be like that. Yeah, it kind of felt as if it was just... And then it's Eugene's done a twist. taken at the same time, and you don't actually even see Eugene. Like, I already feel like... No, you just see the spark, yet. don't you? You just see the spark, and he dies. So Eugene's character also, therefore, gets a little bit of a weak... Yeah, you know. and it's kind of like, I don't know, I just feel like... And then we build back into yeah. the convoluted, right... My hands are it's my hands. Yeah, and it's a bit. And then she runs off to get the. She runs off and realizes it's her, and she's the one in the ambulance. And she has this idea that if she, she's died, and she tells Burke to go and get Klarjian because Klarjian's actually oh suddenly she realizes she's not going to kill me. She's, she's going to be the one back. to save me. And then the doors on the the doors on the hospital door suddenly just spark out and start working. The second that she gets through the door, they spark so Burke can't get out the door. Yeah, to stop her. Which I just, I know the hospital just exploded, so I'm sure there's plenty of technical problems. <laughs> but I just felt, I felt it weird. It felt like death was intervening to, yeah. to stop Burke from stopping, so it's going to help them live. Yeah, it was very, 
a yeah. bit confusing. Mixed messages he's given. Me. Yeah, the death is sneaky deaths. Yeah, he's he's a cheeky one, and that he is a cheeky one. And we get the whole crash into the water like we've yeah. seen played out several times already because we've seen this scene play from her point of view several times. Premonition, yeah. Burke has somehow managed to escape the doors of doom. <laughs> yeah. He, he dives in for her and manages to... And then we find out that he saved her and then they automatically assume that everything's fine just because she's saved. There's no actual real... Well, I guess because... I, I guess the idea is that because she dies... But the rebirth back to life. It's like life. a new life. Yeah, but that I get that, but I just don't like that. I got a bit, that was one bit where I was there like, why are you just like you've already had like a twist of like, oh, it's okay and it's not okay. So I feel like you should be a bit more wary that it might not be okay. Yeah. But it actually is. <laughs> because if we actually play out, this is the only this is the one in the front the one in the franchise that actually ends on the note of actually. You're okay. They're beaten death. As far as this, if you left it on this film, this could technically, if this, if the film had ended on the second part, yeah, they could be survivors. They would be, yeah, they'd be survivors. There's no actual ominous note that they are still going to die. But the, I mean, the end credits always, and that's this is for me is like, it's the tonal shift again because you get some random moments where there's just strange sections of comedy almost interspersed with it. And like it's the end, kind of dark humor. Yeah, like that, and but not so much dark humor. More like it's supposed to go for just a bit of like a comedy thing. And like the the end, oh, yeah, is, yeah. And the end in particular, you know, where the where Burke and Kimberly are at a barbecue with these two people. I don't know how they know these two people, but it's, it's the it's the it? boy who got saved by Rory. Isn't yeah, it? and it's their it's their parents, and they said they would tell it. And they're even as as the mum sends off. Um, the, the boy that Rory saved to go and sort out the barbecue. They're yeah. saying they're telling them the story about how, how oh, that saved boy him. saved him and suddenly like, oh, okay. And then he blows up and the arm comes on. The, the arm comes down. It's it's like a very comical yeah. It is like comical. It is played quite comical. Yeah. I think it is to have that little kind of sudden death at the end, like the first one ended with a Carter death. Yeah. So this one they wanted to have like a it death. It still needs to end on a death, but more of a comical note. Because I know like that is the the, the uh, original just didn't have that scene. So the original one take for I think again that was an added scene. Yeah. So the original cut had it ended with them in the hospital embracing that they'd survived, and that was the ending. Yeah. Which I think was kind of played up as an ending of that's it. We've linked the two films, that's it. Like that it's is how done. we defeat it. Yeah. It's done. And then it wasn't like, obviously it wasn't. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always liked that definitely. It's weird thing, but I kind of liked the, the comicalness of it landing on the thing. It's a bit, but it doesn't completely match the tone. It, it does. doesn't. That's the say, thing. It is a bit like, it's like this a film has got shift. shift in tone, you know? Yeah, I mean? definitely. Um, um, so it, it doesn't completely balance out at all times. Um, but it, it's, it's a hard one because as we said, we... I always thought I preferred Final Destination 2, like you said. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I'd still not say it's a bad film. I, like, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I enjoyed it was, watching it. Watching it, and like, I, I think just about anyone would enjoy it. It's an, e- it's an easy franchise in general to be able to watch. I think it's accessible for anyone. Yeah, it's a fairly even accessible Even if you're not genre, a horror um, fan. Franchise, yeah. I think that people would, it, would enjoy it. But I would say, like, I really enjoy most of the deaths. I think it's got lots of memorable deaths in this film and yes the characters do at time get thing although there is still a little bit of time to get to know some characters and little moments and things like that yeah and a little bit a little bit of a build-up and 
it's it's also saved by a fantastic premonition opening. Yeah, like, definitely. The premonition opening is awesome. To sum up these ideas, it like is the premonition is awesome, and some of the deaths, you know, yeah, the, the Evans ladder to the face, yeah, Tim's smushing, <laughs> this Tim smushing, yeah, oh yeah, oh Rory and Cat's double death, double yeah. bill. But um, the, I mean, for me, the film is like it's the double-edged sword of the franchise because the first one is very, it's a, it's a serious, it's a very serious film, and it's very. Um, you know, tonally is is quite a dark film, yeah. um, and it is quite pessimistic in a lot of it. Second film is where the series seems to it seems to find it, it, a bit more of a middling tone. So it still has this, yeah, sense of impending doom and that kind of stuff. But it but it looks a lot cleaner and it's a lot lighter. But then for me, it's also where the a fall down for the film because you know final destination three four and five even it's almost like they crank it up so they go okay yeah. we need to get to the premonitions faster and we need we need the deaths to be more over the top and we need that you know we need things to be moving at a faster rate and there needs to be more red herrings in the death like now there's three or four possible things that yeah, he's got to kill someone. I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, the, the red herrings work when they're done well. When they're done well, they work. but they're not always done well. No, that's, that, the that's part of the problem, and we we will get onto those as we talk to the next sequels because, as again, those tonal shifts are there in the second one. This is this is like you said, it is almost between what it will become and what yeah. it was previously, and this is like a film that's being tossed, pulled in different directions and yeah. different tones, and the next one very much goes into its own kind of. You know, and that is the next film we'll talk about. Final Wait. Destination Three next week. Next week, <laughs> and that is literally, you know, where it starts to get a little bit more lighter, a little bit more like teen horror kind of. Let's move through it. You want gore? You yeah, want death? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You want this? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that that is where we'll be touching on in part three of our retrospective. Yeah. Um. So favorite death. Favorite death. Before we forget. I think purely for because the first time I watched it, I think obviously outside this doesn't include premonition. Yeah, no the premonition. Death, otherwise, I just say that whole sequence. Yeah, because that's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, Tim's. I'm gonna go with Tim's. The the guy. I know it's quick and it, it has a, a kind of a long play out, but you don't. I didn't expect such a brutal death for that the kid. Yeah, you know, I know he's 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 fifteen, so he is still teenage, you know. Yeah. I mean? But it was still he seemed quite young, and I remember when I first watched it, being like, I did not expect the kid to die such no. a brutal fashion. But this came out two thousand and three. Yeah, and I watched it two thousand and three, so I would have been about eleven, twelve. Yeah, you know. So he's still like, even though he's older, he still seemed young. He still me. seemed like he was a kid around yeah. my age, and you, know? you don't see like even fifteen-year-olds, you don't see them that often. No, in you horror don't. films. Um, so yeah, that was definitely mine. But there were several close contenders in this one. Yeah, What's yours? I, I think I I would have said Cat, but I think just for just for the build up of it, I think I would go Evan. Yeah, the start. I think, the I think Evan kicks off to a nice level. It does. Yeah, it kicks off to a really like, a nice level, and yeah. If anything, it kind of. I, I kind of feel like they kind of decline as they go <laughs> down towards the end. And then, as we said, the end just gets too messy, too convoluted. So, um, yeah, that is uh, episode two. Um, we said we'd make it shorter. We lied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are damn liars. We are liars. Death shall come for us soon. Death will. Um, 
But now I think so. Next week we will be talking about Final Destination Part Three or yeah. Final Destination Three. I don't think these are parts. No, no, no. it's just Final Destination <laughs> yeah. Three. No special names here. Um, but come and find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Let us know what you thought of um, Final Destination Two. Your thoughts when you first saw it. Your favorite deaths. What? How you think it is compared to the first one? Um, and if you've enjoyed the podcast, then you know hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It always helps. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.